Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Letters to the Living. This is episode five, and what makes this episode so amazing is that I am now in the top 10% of podcasters. Woo! All right, let's get to it. Yes, believe it or not, I am in the top 10% of podcasters. Jack Butcher made a tweet on June 18th, 2021. And I don't even know who Jack Butcher is, but he does say 90% of podcasts don't get past episode three. That's 1.8 million who quit. Over the 200,000 left, 90% will quit after 20 episodes which is another 180,000 gone. And to be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, I need to publish 21 episodes. All right. Well, guess what? That's hope. That is doable because you should see this list of topics that I'm going to be talking about and not to mention interviews that I have been lining up. I just want to quickly jump on here and let you know that um, I started an Instagram account. This might be my sixth account since 2015, (laughs) but I'm back. And the reason why I'm back is because I'm just so damn proud of this show. It has taken a lot of work. I do everything. I do the writing. I do the editing. I just really, one of my greatest accomplishments to get to episode five. I want as many people as possible to hear this, to hear everything I'm putting out there, to hear from other people as well, from interviews. This is about helping each other and transforming our grief into purpose and knowing that we're not alone on this journey and having those really difficult conversations that most people don't want to have. So follow me on Instagram, Letters to the Living Podcast. I have to give a big shout out to my the person who wrote me my first review on Apple Podcast, Tix Gal. When I read your review, I just, I appreciate you and taking the time to write some really special words. Thank you. I'm glad that I'm able to help you through this, this grief healing journey. So I appreciate it. I'm going to be taking a couple of, I don't know, the next 10 days off uh, for some family time. And I'm going to take a break from the studio, which is also known as my closet. The next episode that I'll be publishing, which would be episode six, is my first interview. And what an honor it is to be interviewing this very, very special person. Uh, her name is Maggie, and she's going to tell her story about walking her grief healing path for the last two years since her uh, son has passed away. When you want to talk about inspiration and hearing people come out on the other side of grief for the better, Maggie is it. And I bring this up because I am looking for people like Maggie. I'm looking for people out there who have gone through a significant loss and anyone out there who has changed their life and become a different person for the better because of a significant loss. I want to hear from you. People need to hear from you. 
this is what it's all about, folks. It's about hearing inspirational and motivational stories from other people that you can do it. Even on the darkest days where you're like, I have no hope. I can't get out of bed. I can't see the future in front of me. You can. I know you can. I feel if we can hear other people's experiences and what they've gone through and how they've navigated through those hard days, then that gives us just a little extra push to move forward to. So you can email me at revive at mirandamay.net or you can send me a speak pipe message. This is... um, an app where you can record a 90 second message of who you are, a little bit about your story, and I will instantly receive your message. The SpeakPipe app and my email address will be in my show notes. Normally, I end all of my episodes with a letter I wrote to a living soul, but today is going to be different. I do not have a letter. I am actually going to be reading a chapter from my favorite grief book called Permission to Mourn by author Tom Zuba. Anyone who is listening to this episode, if you know Tom, please let him know. I'm going to be reaching out to him here very soon and inviting him on Letters to the Living. Because when I talk about interviewing people who have transformed their grief into purpose, Tom is another extraordinary example. His book, Permission to Mourn, is one of the most powerful and spiritual and healing books I have read when it comes to working through our grief. It's, it's just a great book. You can find it on his website on tomzuba.com, I believe, and then you can find it on Amazon. I am going to put a link on my show notes for his book. It's a good one. So stay tuned so you can listen to chapter number seven, Choosing to Heal. And you're not going to want to miss it because this chapter gives some amazing and incredible mindful grief tools that you can use for the next week, for the next few months, for the next few years. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know if you're already using some of these practices. Okay. Until next time, episode six, where we get to hear from Maggie. Cannot wait. In order to heal, you must mourn. You must push grief up and out. Contrary to the old way of doing grief, denying, suppressing, pretending, and stuffing your feelings and emotions down, you must find ways to feel, express, honor, and release all of the feelings and emotions that are bubbling up inside of you. You must give yourself permission to mourn. You must actively pursue your own healing. Time alone will not and does not heal. You've been lied to. It's what you consciously decide to do with your time that matters. That determines whether or not you will heal. There is a new way to do grief. First, you must set the intention to heal. You choose to heal, and then you create a plan. Concrete, measurable, doable. Here are five things you can do to heal, starting today. Pick one, just one. 
and commit to doing it every day for the next week. Number one, write in a journal every day. Write about what you are feeling, thinking, doing, hoping for, fearful of, or dreaming of. Start somewhere and let it flow. See what comes up and out. Fill one page every day with written words. No censoring. Journaling is a concrete way to mourn. Number two, spend 15 to 20 minutes a day in silence. Just you and you. Listen. Listen to your breath, to your heart beating, to the birds singing. Listen to God whispering to you. Listen for the voice of the one you love dearly, who died. Light a candle. Savor a cup of tea. Doodle. Treat yourself to a warm bath. Meditate. Slow down. Reconnect. Spend time in silence with you. And listen. Number three. Commit to crying. Say yes to crying. Allow yourself to cry every day, reminding yourself that when you cry, you heal. Crying is the body's way of clearing out the old and making room for the new. Cry, cry, cry. And when you do, say over and over and over, I am healing, I am healing, I am healing. Number four, start a gratitude journal. Look for the things throughout the day to be grateful for. Write down three to five things every day that you are thankful for, every day. This practice alone has the power to change your life. Number five, rebuild your broken body. Walk outside every day, eat healthy, drink eight glasses of water a day, exercise, practice yoga, attend a Zumba class, get a massage, nourish your body, Number six, if there is something else you'd like to add to this list that will help you heal, add it. You know best what you need to do to heal. We are mind and body and spirit. Nothing is separate. All is connected. Consciously work on one aspect of yourself and you work on your whole self. The goal is to add one thing, one thing, to your day for the next week with the intention, the goal, and the purpose of healing. Begin exactly where you are today. Next week, repeat over and over and over again. Commit to your own healing.